Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zen Dependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you're interested in more content like this and podcasts in the future, stay tuned because it's only going to get bigger and better from here. And make sure you share Zen Dependently Minded with all your friends, best friends, neighbors, neighbor's dog. Share Zen Dependently Minded with everybody you know because it's only the best combat sports podcast out there. So, uh, finally, tomorrow, this weekend, um, it's UFC 254. That's uh, one of the most anticipated matches of the year, maybe of all time, uh, at least as far as the lightweight division goes. Um, So basically, I'm going to, on this podcast, going to talk about, first and foremost, Leon Edwards got removed from the UFC uh, welterweight rankings. Um, Good riddance. Getting tired of that guy um, claiming claiming that he's he's signed the dotted line and all these other fighters need to sign the dotted line. The dude wasn't getting any fights um, because he didn't want to fight. He didn't want to fight. Um, he's part of the part of the um, I'm not going to fight club. I'm just sitting here complaining and he beats a couple low ranked or unranked guys and he thinks he's worthy of a title shot and he finally got cut. Um, out of the welterweight rankings, and it was about time. Guy hadn't fought in like 15, 16 months. Um, I was tired of hearing him talk smack, and uh, maybe they'll he'll never fight in the UFC again. That'd be nice because I'm tired of him always claiming that nobody wants to fight him, but really in the end, it's not him. It's, it's him who doesn't want to fight. So it's kind of funny. Leon Edwards got removed from the rankings, and I could care less. I'm not a, not a big fan of him. I don't know if you could tell. Um, but so starting off on the main card for UFC 254, so obviously it's headlined by Khabib Nurmagomedov and Justin Gaethje. They're fighting for the lightweight strap, of course. And then, um, before that is the co-main event between Robert Whitaker and Jared Cannonier, which is another important fight. Um, possibly could produce the next, the next, uh, challenger for Israel Adesanya. Obviously, Robert Whitaker lost. Um, he lost the belt to Adesanya um, two fights ago. So it'll be interesting to see if he can pose a threat to Adesanya um, the second time around if they do end up fighting. But I'll get into that a little bit later. So starting off the main card, we're going to a light heavyweight fight. Um, this is actually a rematch between Magomed Ankalev and um, Ion Kudalaba. So they fought before, but a lot of people were really upset with the stoppage. They felt like it was really early. So in the first round, the last fight, um, I actually, a lot of people said they claimed that that Eon um, faked to be hurt to try to bait Magomed into taking some shots. But um, as he started to pretend that he was hurt, right before he had gotten uh, a flush punch was landed on his jaw by Magomed. Um so I think that he complained a little. The stoppage was definitely early. Shouldn't have been stopped that early. And they've remade this fight a couple times because it kept falling through. There's coronavirus, um, all kinds of reasons this fight was falling through. But finally, we're getting this rematch. Um, and I think Magomed Ankalev is going to beat Ion Kudalaba by knockout. Um, I think he's going to come in swinging. He's going to land flush shots again on Ion, and um, he's going to actually finish him this time. So. Yeah, Magomed Ankalev by knockout um, by the second round. Moving up, there's a women's flyweight division um, fight between two fighters that are not too well-known, but they're they're skilled nonetheless. 
Um, Lilia Shakarova, when I was doing research on her, she actually said, preparing herself for this fight, I believe this is her UFC debut, she actually trained with Khabib. So, um, if you don't know who Khabib is, uh, Khabib's a great Sambo wrestler, and Lilia Shakarova is a good wrestler herself. She actually has a few knockouts. I don't think she has any submissions, but she's a wrestler, and her opponent is also um, kind of a wrestler who has a couple knockouts, but she mostly goes to decision wins. Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy's been in the UFC, I believe, since 2015. Um, so this fight, I, this fight, I think, is gonna. It's going to go. They're gonna both stand up for a while, but eventually, the first person to shoot will be the first person to get a takedown. And the fight's mostly gonna be dictated on the ground. We're gonna see a lot of chess. Um, and I ultimately believe that Lilia is the fresher, the fresher fighter. She's almost 10 years younger. She's going to come out with higher energy, and she's going to take advantage of her UFC debut, and she's going to win by decision. Moving up into the middleweight um, division, I believe both of these guys are making their UFC debuts. Um, it's a middleweight fight between Jacob Malkoon and Phil Hawes. So Jacob Malkoon is actually a jiu-jitsu instructor. Um, he's a big-time jiu-jitsu guy. Um, not very well-known. But he's got jiu-jitsu skill. He trained under the Gracie School of Jiu-Jitsu, I believe. And then Phil Haas, on the other hand, is a guy who has, I want to say he has like six knockouts, two decision wins. Um, he's a guy who's been around the fight game for a while. He's six years older than Jacob Malkoon. But this fight's going to be interesting because if a fight does get to the ground for any reason, I don't, I'm not sure if Phil Haas is a big guy I'm going for takedowns. I haven't seen um, any of his fights. But if he does... Jacob Malkoon, I believe, is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Um, so that'll be dangerous territory for him if he takes him down. But I do think these guys will end up staying standing. And I do think that I do think that if they do stand end up standing, I think the advantage will go to Phil Hawes. And I do think that he will he will add a loss to Jacob Malkoon's unblemished career. Um and add a four make him four and one, and he's gonna knock him out um, by the second round. Moving up to a, a fight that I'm really excited for. Uh, it's going to have some fireworks. Alexander Volkov and Walt Harris in the heavyweight division. So, doing some research, um, I knew that Walt Harris... Walt Harris has a lot of knockouts. He's also only been knocked out twice, I believe, by Nikita Krylov. And then last time he fought, uh, last time out against um, Alistair Overeem. Alexander Volkov has also been knocked out. He got knocked out by Derek Lewis. Um... But they're both they're both heavy hitters. They're both big guys. But Alexander Volkov is a little bit taller, um, and he has a significant reach advantage, about eight centimeters, about nine centimeters. So this fight will one hundred percent not go to decision, or it'll be it'll kind of be like Jan Blakovich's uh Jan Blakovich's last fight uh, before he fought for the title. It'll be kind of a chess match. Um, little fireworks, but I do believe these guys will come out swinging, and I do believe it'll end by knockout. Um, I just, Walt Harris kind of fought really careless his last time out. Um, maybe it was emotions after what happened to his daughter. Um, but I just, I'm not sure if Walt will be able to reach and be able to put Volkov out, but if he does connect with one of those crazy, powerful swings that he's known for, he could put the lights out. Um, last time we saw... Alexander Volkov fight. He got completely dominated on the ground by Curtis Blades. Before that, he beat 
Greg Hardy by decision. Um, he knocked out Fabricio Verdum. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I am picking Volkov by TKO. I think it'll happen early in the first or it'll, or it'll happen early in the second round. So that's my official prediction. Alexander Volkov, TKO, first round. Um, moving on to the co-main events, a uh, fight that I'm really excited for. Two guys that I have a lot of respect for. Uh, it's kind of crazy. I saw this statistic or this fact. Uh, basically, we're about to see a fight between a former welterweight, Robert Whitaker. Um, he's going to be fighting Jared Cannonier, who's a former heavyweight. So Jared Cannonier has been moved around weight classes. He thinks he's found the correct weight class. Uh, the guy has power. He has some serious power, uh, and not just his punches. He has power in his kicks. We saw him kick Anderson Silva's leg so hard when they fought last that it actually injured, injured Anderson Silva, and he, is, he hasn't fought since May of last year. Um, he also knocked out Jack Hermanson. That was a, an exciting fight. There were some fireworks there. He did get knocked out by Dominic Reyes back when he was at light heavyweight, but Dominic Reyes is a killer, so that's all right. Um, he also had fought uh, Jan before, um, and I just think I think Jared Cannonier is a really powerful guy, um, and I think in the event that he does try to get you to the ground, which he doesn't go for takedowns often, so I don't think he's going to try to take Robert Whitaker down. Um, if he does, I think Rob will be able to probably stuff the takedown or be able to get up really quickly and keep it um, on the feet. I think the best chance that Jared Cannonier has to win is obviously to knock Robert Whitaker out. Um, and I'm not sure if that's if that's a smart plan. I'm sure he's game planned better than that. But trying to outstrike um, one of the best strikers and kickboxers um, in the world in Robert Whitaker, is, it's not going to be an easy feat. And um, that being said, Robert Whitaker has been looking... He, his chin has been kind of suspect lately. Um, I've been a little worried uh, ever since the Yoel Romero fight. Anybody that can go 50 minutes with Yoel Romero and come out on top both times um, is never going to be the same. And I think that Robert Whitaker's chin has been a little – it was a little destroyed uh, after fighting Robert uh, after fighting Yoel Romero. Um, we saw him fold twice against Adesanya the very end of the first round in their title fight. And then – the second round when Izzy knocked him out. That was tough to see as a, a Robert Whitaker fan, but I'm also a bigger Israel Adesanya fan, so I kind of knew it was coming. Uh, I didn't think he would do it that fast. Um, Robert Whitaker, in my opinion, before uh, Israel Adesanya came into the scene, he was, in my opinion, the best striker in the UFC currently, and if not the best striker in UFC history. He's just got a diverse set of skills, um, he can take you down, as we saw when he fought Darren Tilly, took him down a few times and actually was able to win the fight through those takedowns um, after kind of a striking war between them. Um, Robert Whitaker's chin has been looking suspect, so I think if anybody could take advantage of that chin, um, maybe I'm just over-speculating. It's, maybe it's only been a couple fights, but even when he fought Darren Tilly, got dropped by an elbow. I don't think it counted as a knockdown, technically, but... You know, Robert Whitaker's been through some wars, and it'll be interesting to see if he can weather Jared Cannonier's, um, Jared Cannonier's onslaught. Um, that all being said, I think Jared Cannonier relies on his power 
a lot, maybe a little too much. And I think that Robert Whitaker's finesse will be able to help him just out battle and out outstrike Jared Cannonier. And I think he's going to beat Jared um, via decision. So coming back to the podcast, I'm going to analyze and talk about and then in the end predict the main event fight between Khabib Nurmagomedov and Justin Gaethje. So this is a fight that a lot of people feel will be Khabib's toughest match matchup. Um, and I'm here to tell you, from my opinion, that the people who say that are correct. <laughs> um, in the beginning, I kind of felt that I still I still felt that Conor McGregor was the biggest test for Khabib. Um, up until this point, I I mean I'm right there. Um, Conor won a round. Obviously, he was able to stuff a lot of takedowns and not get taken down in the third round. But that's besides the point. Uh, it's not about Conor. It's about Khabib and Justin. Um, so a lot of people are overrating and overestimating Justin Gaethje and his wrestling. So Justin Gaethje obviously is a college wrestling champion, um, but that's college wrestling. College wrestling is not the same as professional wrestling. Um, it's completely different. Uh, MMA wrestling at that. So when you're in college, all you're worried about is the is the takedowns and getting pinned. Um, but in the in MMA, you have to worry about kicks, knees, elbows, punches, just strikes. Period. Um, and it's a whole different ball game. And the reason why Justin Gaethje has never used his wrestling up until this point, um, I don't know the reason, but in my opinion, is because he's not comfortable being on the ground. He's more comfortable with striking. And Khabib obviously is more comfortable being on the ground than standing up striking, but he can stand up and he can bang. Um, and he's been, he's gotten a couple knockouts on the feet. Um, he's landed big shots on people. He landed one on Connor. Um, it didn't count as a knockdown because it wasn't a knockdown. He kind of caught him while he was slipping, but he landed that big strike. It was the biggest strike of the night. Um, so people are kind of overrating Justin Gaethje's wrestling ability. Um, they're also... Uh, not looking at the fact that, yeah, Justin Gage is going to throw a few leg kicks at Khabib, but Khabib's going to, after the third one, he's going to, he's going to telegraph it. He's going to catch the leg and he's going to take him down. And yeah, maybe the first three or four or maybe five takedowns, Khabib won't be able to hold Gage down for more than three or three to five seconds. But getting up and scrambling, especially with a shifty guy who knows how to distribute his weight like Khabib, it's going to make you tired. And Gaethje's Gas tank has been a little suspect. Um, it's been suspect in his fights. Um, he kind of toned it down, and thanks to his genius coach, Trevor Whitman, one of the best coaches in the game, top three for sure, he was able to um, tell Gaethje to kind of chill out, take a little bit of power off the top of his punches so he could – because if he kept throwing 100%, he was going to gas out, and Tony might have been able to, you know, pour it on and finish Gaethje in their fight, but – you know, he made a great adjustment. All props to him and his coach, uh, especially props to Justin. He was able to make that adjustment, um, and he was able to win that fight ultimately. But Khabib is in, in the past, Gaethje's been taken down. I think believe, I believe he's been taken down by three people, um, three a total of three times in the UFC, once by Michael Johnson, once by Eddie Alvarez, once by Dustin Poirier. And they were able to only keep him down a total of like 17 seconds. I believe he's been on the bottom in the entire his entire UFC career, which is really impressive. But those are all three guys that aren't wrestlers. Eddie Alvarez, granted, is a wrestler, but he's not a he's not a 
shoot for 25 takedowns kind of guy like Khabib and hold you down for the entire fight. He's not that kind of guy. And people are thinking that Justin will be able to get up as easily as he did against the other three guys, but that's not the case. Khabib is going to keep shooting for takedowns. He's going to get in the clinch. He's going to try to get Justin against the fence, and he's going to tire Justin out. Um, and on the flip side, I think Justin is going to land some flush shots on Khabib, and he's going to leave Khabib, you know, not worried and not scrambling, but he's going to be shooting for takedowns earlier than he'd like, probably. But as the fight goes on, Gaethje's shots are going to get sloppier. He's going to leave himself open for some shots. Um, and the power is just going to come off and it's going to diminish. And I just think Khabib will most likely tire him out and he'll end up finishing him either by ground and pound or by submission. But all that being said, I have been paying attention to the interviews and the vlogs and the press conferences with Trevor Whitman and everybody. I did see, I, I believe in the, in an unfiltered or a embedded vlog. I did see Justin Gaethje shooting for takedowns. Um, which we've never seen him do in the UFC. He has never attempted a takedown in the UFC. And Trevor Whitman talked about um, Gaethje reserving and holding back some secret weapon. Um, and I think Trevor Whitman straight up said it was his offensive wrestling. So it'll be really interesting to see if Gaethje does shoot for a takedown, if he's able to take Khabib down. That would be really crazy. I don't think Khabib would expect that. And it'd be interesting to see how Khabib does off his back. But, like I've said before, Khabib is comfortable on the ground. Being off his back, I'm not sure. He probably is not used to it. Um, he probably hasn't drilled to be on the ground at all. He probably is expecting Gaethje to completely try to keep the fight standing up, but that would be kind of the X factor. If Gaethje decides to go for a takedown, if he is able to take Khabib down, what will he be able to do there on top? Um, we're going to see. But ultimately, I do think Justin is going to leave Khabib with a couple cuts, a couple bruises. Maybe he'll puff up his face because he's going to land some of those shots. It's just Gaethje was able to land so many shots on Tony because Tony left his chin up. And Khabib is so shifty. He has his feints. Once he takes Gaethje down, Gaethje's going to be worried about the takedown. He's going to be aware of the takedown. And he's going to get tired and his shots are going to be sloppy. His defense are gonna, it's going to be sloppy. Khabib might land a couple flush shots on Gaethje and rock him. But I do think there will be a couple times we'll see Khabib hurt. But he always stays composed when he gets hurt. And in the end, I think Khabib's going to weather that Gaethje storm. He's going to weather the leg kicks. He's going to weather those heavy hooks and heavy right hands and and the heavy left hands. And he's going to he's gonna grind his way to a hard fought. He's going to tire Gaethje out. And I think he's going to either beat him by ground and pound or finish him by submission. So I'm just going to kind of broadly predict a late fourth or fifth round finish by Khabib. Thank you guys for tuning in on this episode of Zendependently Minded. Make sure you stay tuned and stay safe out there and stay away from the crazies. And thank you.